Is work-life balance a myth? Is it possible to achieve it? Do most of us opt out of this idea because it's just not sexy? Because society promotes 24 seven, 365 day per, per year hustle mentality. When I think of work-life balance, I automatically wonder, what do I need to do in order to cut, reduce, eliminate? Because something has to give somewhere in order for the other thing to actually work. But what if I told you that it's actually possible to achieve this balance? My guest today is Katie Lee, who's a brand strategist and artist from Denver, Colorado. She helps small business owners clarify their message, simplify their marketing, and build a strategy that promotes work-life balance. She also has a passion for helping others slow down and get present. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses, are you ready to get your financial life in order? Once and for all, as soon as possible? Are you tired of living paycheck to paycheck? Do you often lose track of how much money you have to spend? Do you want to get your financial life together, but just don't quite know how? I am with you. I've been there. I've struggled through all of these. And I know you owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to get better. So why do you continue to struggle? I know you can get your own money in order. It took me years to figure out. It took me years of pain, struggle, frustration, anger. But you don't have to go through all of that. You don't even have to get a financial planning degree like I did in order to be successful. Allow me to present to you my Money Flow System, a free playbook of how you can automate your finances, even if you hate budgeting. After you download this free playbook, you will never have to worry about budgeting. And who likes that budgeting thing anyway? You will stop accumulating debt and create a bulletproof plan of how to quickly pay it off. You will be able to pinpoint exactly what your income and expenses are. You will never have to miss a single bill again. And you will always, always have a solid idea of how much money is in each of your accounts. So head over to money-flowsystem.com to download my free Money Flow Playbook, a blueprint to streamline your finances in less five or five weeks. Guaranteed. Head over to money-flowsystem.com. Hey, Money Bosses. Annie's here and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I'm excited to connect today with Katie Lee and we're chatting about how to create work-life balance, whether you own your own business or you run up the corporate career ladder. First of all, Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here. 
Yes, me too. So why don't we start with um, hearing a little bit about your story and how um, did you end up really talking about this topic of work-life balance? Yeah, so it kind of started about a year ago when the height of COVID was happening and I was the marketing director for a nine studio yoga company in Denver, Colorado. And uh, I mean, like many fitness companies, it was some really rough time with having to close down all the studios and figuring out what your next thing is gonna be. So I definitely was on, I, I mean, I was burnt out. Like I was exhausted, I was burned out. And then uh, about midway through the summer, we ended up having to close our doors. And so now I'm burned out and I was out of a job and it was a lot and I had no idea where I was gonna go next. And things just kind of slowly started taking form where I got some calls from um, people who had known my work before or knew me from the studio that I worked at. And I kind of started building my own brand now, which is um, I'm currently a brand strategist and I work with small businesses and I help them get clear in who they are and create unique marketing strategies that fit their values and their needs. Um, but there's a little additional part to that that I've been really growing lately, which is about creating work-life balance, because that is something I see in every company I work with. It's the big thing that people struggle with. And uh, burnout is real. And I, I knew it myself and I felt it in my own body. And I'm seeing it in a lot of friends and family and the business owners that I meet. And so um, that's kind of been my big mission now is helping people find that work-life balance. I know I, you know, I can relate to that or I'm starting to re relate to that um, a lot more and more in my life. Um, before I had my son, he's uh, almost three years old. Um, it was all about work and there were, there were no boundaries or my boundaries were a lot more expandable in terms of when I can work, where I can work. I used to fly back and forth between East Coast. And so it was, it was a completely different life. And so when he was born, it was sort of like, okay, well, I have this new responsibility now, but I still sort of continue to operate at the same speed and you know, pace as I did before because, well, I mean, nothing really changed in my business. I was still a business owner doing financial planning work with clients. And so it did take me um, a little bit of time to start to realize, you know, I think my plate is starting to get full. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's probably, you know, it's probably a point where a lot of, you know, of us saying, okay, I, you know, everybody probably has a different definition uh, about how it feels like overwhelmed, burned out, tired and all of that. But I started to think like, all right, well, somehow I needed to, I need to expand, right? Because now like there, this is the new situation, this is the new reality. And I kept thinking, okay, everybody else seems to do it, right? I, you know, parent, you know, there's parents everywhere. And so yeah. um, there's business owners everywhere. And so a lot of this sort of work-life balance kind of a question really didn't come, you know, previously in my life. And I started to think more and more because um, when I think of it, and I wanted to kind of maybe, you know, preface something here. When I think of work-life balance, it almost like some, it almost gives me like this, you know, sort of negative feeling um, about, okay, what do I have to cut? What do I have to reduce? What do I have to give up in order for the other thing to work? Uh, maybe I have a mis misunderstanding about that, or there's another angle of how to think about that. Um, because again, if like, if we're trying to fit everything onto this, like, plate of life, right? Being a mom, being a business owner, being a friend, being like all of these things, like, how's that possible if you keep adding more stuff like that? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that like, 
yes, there is the negative connotation. Like you do kind of need to let go of something. So you can't do it all. We're not Wonder Woman. Like something is going to have to give, but it doesn't have to be the things that you love. It can be the things that you don't like doing that can be the things that you give. And so what I look at it is, does this add value? That's like my number one question I go back back to for literally everything. It could be when I'm cleaning up my closet, when I'm organizing my schedule, when I'm looking at my marketing strategy, all of those come back to, does this add value? And, you know, it doesn't have to be this like really dramatic thing. It can be about completely removing something. It could be about simplifying something and changing it or even outsourcing. So like, you know, I know people who uh, they, they have found somebody that they can afford to clean their house twice a month. So now they don't have to worry about cleaning their house all the time. And that, that saved up a little bit more room so that they can spend more time with their kids and also accomplish the goals that they have for their business. And, and there's nothing like to be not proud about that. Like it's not like they should be ashamed because they can't also go clean their house. They're providing another job for somebody else. They have a woman that they absolutely love and the kids love too, that comes over and cleans the house twice a month. And so it's finding those little things of like, what are things that you don't like doing? Or as Marie Kondo would say, what things spark joy and what things don't? And, and then what things add value? And for me, it's always coming back to, does this add value or does this spark joy? And if the answer is no, then you need to come up with a way of like, how can I make it so that it adds value or sparks joy? Or can I outsource it? Or can I just eliminate it and just not do this anymore? Yeah, I, I love that. It's definitely like time to sit down and do a little bit of inventory and like, mm-hmm. okay, what, what is it really has, has to be? So how would you, I mean, maybe for someone like me who like really has to come in terms with this work-life balance and like, I can do it all. <laughs> how do you, what is it um, in your definition and how do we like really achieve it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be different for absolutely everybody. Like what you think is work-life balance is gonna be different for me. And like, I'm not a mom, so that's gonna be way different. But I think it comes down to what is it that you want in your life? So I like to look at what are my core values? And I have four of them. And my core values are community or family. We're very, like, we love having people over at our house. We love spending time with my husband and I, or my, my family that lives in town, um, anything like that. We, we're very much people-oriented people. Uh, my second value is health. So I make sure that I have time to go to at least one yoga class a week, if not two. And uh, I'm eating good foods. I'm I'm doing all of the things necessary for my mental and my physical health. Uh, the third value is, is around creativity. I, I'm a very creative person. So I need time and space to do creative things. So I'm painting or I'm making Christmas presents for people or whatever it is. I make sure there's time for that. And then the final one is spirituality. However you define that. For me, it's um, tuning in with uh, meditation and journaling and doing some of that stuff to just kind of like tune in and see where I'm at. So those are my four values. So when I'm looking at what I'm doing things, I'm all, and I guess a great way to look at it is when I'm asking the question, does this add value? I'm also asking the question, does this align with my core values? Mm-hmm. So when I'm thinking about organizing my schedule for the week, And my core value is family time. And I'm not making any time for friends or family. And I'm just bombarding it with work. This isn't adding value to my life because it's not aligning with my core values. So instead, I need to look at it and say, all right, well, obviously work has to get done. Like that's not going away. We're not, we can't just throw that away. We all have to make a living. 
But how can I create boundaries with that, with that work so that I can live up to my other values? And for me, that's, that's coming up with like, what's the baseline number that I have to make or what's the, the minimum number of hours I can put towards my business each week so that I can take the other time and focus it on the other things that are important with my core values. Mm-hmm. I like I like the the boundaries because that's that's what actually gets broken um, a lot, um, right? When you sort of like when that plate starts to expand, like oh, um, and it's also like learning to say no because you seem mm-hmm. to, you know, especially if you're adding you know life like. Um, making decisions about starting a family, whatever it is, you know, maybe transitioning. I'm just using my current situation because that's you know very drastic change, moving yeah. my homes and things like that. Um, so you always, it's always like, oh, no problem, right? I can figure it out, or um, I can do it. And that's when like those boundaries start to break, um, and and you're like you're saying, you're you're really not um, aligning yourself with with what's important, right? Maybe you've never thought about. Right. Um, setting like defining these values or what's important to you and your family, but that's when it starts to sort of get out of whack. The, the something else that I've heard, um, and maybe it was just reading articles recently about work-life integration. So like, and this is, I'm just going to quote this because this is the definition that I found um, yeah. from that article. So if work-life balance is according to this article, is uh, is keeping you focused on separation between your work life and your personal life, right? And they're sort of equal. Here's my work life, whether it's I'm running a business or I have a career or doing something. Um, so then the work life integration is sort of centered around that there's no that distinction. Like, you know, you, you sort of kind of have the two that exist together and, you know, there's a harmony. And I feel like it's somewhat of a true of what we've all been through in the last few years with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, although it may not be felt that way, we were just forced and put into the environment where like, hey, you have to be in your home 24 seven, you work, you live, yeah. you uh, you raise your kids there, you educate them, like everything sort of had to coexist. I don't know if it's um, the best definition of how that works, but Somehow that to me is more exciting. I don't know why. No particular reason. I'm not stuck on this, you know, work <laughs> word. Um, but I feel like, especially, and you tell me if that's not what you've seen with your with your clients. But for the for business owners, right, where there's just there's so many things going on, right? It's um, the the responsibilities of things, and um, it's just what it just feels like. It's a lot more. Um, open and flexible in that definition. So I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts around this this sort of phrase work-life integration and how does that, in your opinion, maybe different from work-life balance? Yeah, I mean, I kind of have a hard time with the, the term work-life balance. It's like, it's a term that everybody uses, but mm-hmm. the reality is it's not like you're going to get like so many hours of work and then so many hours of life. And like, it's all the same thing. Like it's all life. It's all happening to you. It's all part of your world. So I've always had a hard time with the whole like work-life balance. For me, it's just like balance in general of like, I got to get work done. And I know that's there. I have self-care things that I need to make sure those are taken care of. And then the other things that are valuable to me of family time and creativity. And so I think those are all important. Um, I think with the integration, you know, work looks so much different than it did 50 or hundred years ago. Like it used to be, you left your house you had a commute, you went to the office, you could only do work at the office, you got back in your car, you sat in traffic and then came home and you couldn't do work at home. And like, it was considered rude for people to call you on your home phone after dinner time, like mm-hmm. all of those things that it, that's not a thing anymore. 
But I think there's some things that we've really lost that allow us to create balance in our life that came with that kind of lifestyle. So while I, I work from home and my whole life is at home, I do create boundaries so that there is kind of this like work zones and home zones so that your mind can compartmentalize and know when do I need to be on and working and thinking all the time? And when can I be resting? And when can I be just focused on my family? And so for me, that looks like I have very strict office hours. So when I log in and when I log off, I do not have any like social media apps or email or anything on my phone. So I can't, you can't get a hold of me wherever I go. And I turn off all notifications except for text messages and phone calls. And even then I sometimes have like the do not disturb stuff on so that I still can't even get those. And, and that's just a great way for me to like own my own time and not let anybody else control my time. Mm -hmm. And then I also have, um, I also have a separate number. So like I have a Google voice number that I use as my work number so that I don't give out people my personal phone number mm -hmm. and that you can also turn off and have it so that you don't get any notifications for that. So if I'm on vacation, that can just be completely off. And then I don't get any work stuff coming in through, through to me. So there's like little things like that, that I think were really valuable in the olden days when we had to go into the office and could only work from there. Um, but with now with like this integration, it is just figuring out like, how do you create boundaries around work? Because what we've seen is that the work-life integration ends up being a lot more work and a lot less family time and being present and doing the things that, that really drive us and make life valuable. So I think that's, that's the big problem is like figuring out where do we, where do we set the line with work? When is, when is enough enough for work? Yeah, I, 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 you know, and I think a lot of us are realizing that, that maybe the old model where you like had such a distinct structure where you did your work, right? And then where you did your home life, um, maybe beneficial to, to, to a lot of us because, um, and I'm, I'm no, I, I'm not no expert in productivity, you know, any of that. I do read articles and listen to podcasts, <laughs> but even you know, like experience, like when you kind of sort of and this is sort of, I think a lot of still, like I hear this a lot where people talk about, I want to start my own business or I want to be an entrepreneur and sort of own my time and do all of this stuff on, on you know, on my own without these boundaries. They, until I try, right, where, yes, you have all the flexibility if you're, you know, in charge of your own time and schedule, um, but you have a lot more pressure coming from other angles where you may have to plug in, right, even though it's not ideal, right? Uh, structure where you work nine to five, you may have to plug in at 10 o'clock and, you know, respond to, to an email or finish the work. Um, I'm speaking for myself, right? Again, because I'm yeah. trying to fit in all of these things on my plate, um, where sometimes there's just simply not enough time. Like it's just not, just doesn't exist, right? As much as like I can do it, it just kind of like runs over. Um, so I, it's sort of like, a, you know, a, a coin with two sides, like, like this idea of being a business owner and having the flexibility and sort of thinking that, you know, you can really do it all may turn out to be quite the opposite of where you need to have um, those structures and boundaries and, and tools that you're talking about um, really set for yourself. Um, so yeah, I mean, even, I was gonna say, go ahead, even sorry. with like, oh, no, you're good. Even with like a nine to five job, uh, you might have, you know, a job that's nine to five, but I know a lot of people that even within that there's, they come home and they're still working until 10 o'clock at night, or they're checking their email and they're checking extra stuff. And you're like, okay, well, that's great. And that's so great that you're dedicated to that company, but there shouldn't be this extra pressure for you to put in all these extra hours 
so that you're not getting all the other things that you need in life. The, the thing is, is that when we rest, when we take time for self-care and to be with our family and to do the creative things that we love, we're actually more productive when we get to work. When we're just working all the time and that's all that we're ever doing, we get burnt out and you start to just like not only dread going to work, but you're just less productive. You're not as focused there. So if we can actually spend less time working, we're more productive the hours that we are working. Yeah, it's, it, it's, I need to hear those words from you. <laughs> <laughs> For those days, it's like, we need to work less to be more productive. And so let's talk a little bit about the tools and suggestions maybe you have and, you know, what, you know, the, the kind of coaching you do with your clients about, you know, what are some of these, like describe a day or maybe describe what would you, you know, suggest to somebody like to start implementing if they're, you know, kind of feeling burned out or feeling like that plate that they've got is starting to burst and um, about yeah. to explode. Yeah. I think a great first step is to get an old school piece of paper and a pencil and write down every single thing you do in a week. And I mean, like everything as small as like, I brush my teeth, I take a shower, I feed the baby. I like all of the things that you do, just list it out for an entire week. And then you can kind of go in there and say, you can ask yourself for each individual thing. Does this add value? Does this spark joy? And if whenever the answer comes up, no, then it's starting to figure out, okay, can I, I eliminate it? Can I modify it? Can I outsource it? Like what are, and there's going to be some things that like, they're just not going to happen. Like you, you might hate brushing your teeth, but it adds value because you don't have cavities and you know, it provides for your health. And so like, you can't really outsource that. Like, I don't think your husband's going to brush your teeth for you. So like that one, you might just have to suck it up and do that one. But other things we can come up with ideas of how you can either eliminate some of those things or modify them, or maybe just do it less amount of times. So like, I know one of the things for me, um, that always is like the biggest time suck of my week is actually technology. The, the number one thing that is supposed to save us more time sucks up my time because I get caught up in whatever new Netflix show is on or, uh, you know, Christmas movies are out right now and I love a good Hallmark movie. <laughs> and so <laughs> like they just suck up your time. And so for me, I know that like, if I'm feeling like I don't have enough time, the very first thing I need to eliminate is TV. It's not actually adding value. If I need time to rest, then it's more like, let's go read a book or let's do a slow form of yoga or meditate or go for a walk or like find other ways that are going to actually like add value and spark joy that are going to help me. And so for some people, it's not TV, it's social media. And so it's coming up with boundaries for social media. I know that's also a huge thing that people don't realize they're doing that. But when you do this list of like, what are you spending all your time on? Do it while you're like going through your day and through your week. And you'll be like, oh, I just got done doing this. Let me add it to the list. And notice, like, how many times are you picking up your phone to get onto social? How many times are you checking your email throughout the day? All of that stuff adds up and it's taking mind space and it, it does all these things that's just not serving you. So maybe that's something like, oh, I go to my phone and I check my email a hundred times a day. So I'm going to delete my, my email off of my phone and see what that does for my mental space and my productivity and see how much time that saves me. And maybe that gives me the space to take five minutes to go do some breath work and come back to this moment and feel good in my body or take 15 minutes to go walk around the block with the kids, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. I know that um, 
when in again technology like you mentioned that was the first like i'm like oh my gosh i know this is like supposed to save a save us time supposed to like streamline a lot of the stuff right and like you can even have the you know the little robot sweeping your floor while you're at work right saying <laughs> exactly you don't have to clean right or otherwise you have to like outsource that and pay pay to someone to do it so it's like it's such a balancing act again with technologies like how do you uh-huh into your life but I I'm definitely on the same page with you about social and tv and and, and all of that stuff because yeah you can get sucked into it and like oh my gosh where did the time go how do you yeah. um, how do you like when you mentioned uh, like defining your values do you have a particular framework around like how does somebody think about you know what are their values because what I do with clients uh, when we s- sit down to create a financial plan one of the first steps is to talk about goals, like goals and financial goals are like very specific. Um, for example, like you want to buy a house, great goal. What does that mean? How much money does it get, is it going to take? Meaning like, do we need a down payment? You're going to plan to buy it all cash. When do you want to buy it, right? If we need a down payment, um, how much of it can you, can you already have? So like we start to get into the specifics. Now all of a sudden this goal has a concrete number attached to it and it has a date. Now, I think sometimes people get confused about goals and values, right? Um, and so like, I want to be free or like, I want to make, I want to have a million dollars, but like, is that a goal or is that really a value? So I would just, I, I'm just wondering if, if you have any framework around how does somebody think about their values or identify them? Yeah. I mean, values, I think they're a little, like, they're a little more esoteric, whereas goals can, are you want to get really detail oriented with your goals so that you know how to take each step to get there. Whereas values are the base of those steps. So Mm -hmm. it comes down to like, they're how you make decisions. And I like to look at like how I came up with my goals were, were I think about when I talked, when I talk to friends and I talk to them about like what I'm really excited about or the things that I love the most, what's coming up. When I'm reading books, when I'm doing research on stuff, when I'm watching movies or create, consuming content in any form, what are the things that I'm looking at? What are the things that mean the most to me? Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's you start to ask the questions of like, how am I living my life that aligns with these things? So for me, like if community is a big thing for us, we love to have dinner parties. And mm-hmm. for the longest time, we lived in a tiny condo that like just wasn't, it had terrible parking. Like there was no way that we were going to be able to have great parties at our house. And we're like, all right, well, this living situation doesn't work for us then because it doesn't align with our very base value of, we want people in our house all the time. We want to make a home that other people feel like it's their home. They always feel welcome here. So what can we do to change that? Well, we couldn't buy a house right away. We weren't financially there. So we're like, all right, we just need to stop having the excuses of there's terrible parking and we live in a small condo. And we just need to start having people over. And so we did. So we like, it was way better in the summer because you could like leave all the doors open and be outside and stuff. But, um, or we just have little small get togethers. And so we did that for a while until we got our, a bigger house. And now that we have a bigger house, it was like everything we did when we were designing our house and preparing it and doing everything. It was like, how do we have it? So it is centered around having lots of people over and making it a place that feels home to everyone. And so it, it really comes back to, thinking about the things that 
get you excited? Like, what are the things that are making you jump out of bed? What are the things that like, if you had all the money in the world, where would you be spending your money? Where would you be spending your time? And I think that's a lot of like where your values will, will show up in that. And they, and it might take time to refine them too. Like, I think I had a longer list of values for a few years. And then I was like, ah, this kind of all fits together. Or like, that's obviously showing up, but that's not that important to me. And, and these ended up becoming like, these are really my heart and true values. Like when I spend time taking care of myself, I see how that reflects everywhere else in my life. So health is so important. And, you know, I took time off of, of doing things that were spiritual. And I just noticed like how lost I felt from that and how many things didn't feel aligned. So I was like, all right, I do need a spiritual practice. Even if that changes definition over the years, like that's definitely important. And so it also comes back to not only like what brings you joy, but you just notice when are you at your healthiest? What are those root causes that you can kind of use as the balancing point for the rest of the decisions you're making? Yeah, I love these. What do you, I I know that your husband had to go through with you on all of these (laughs) phases, right? So how do you, how do you get your significant other participating involved, you know, cause sometimes there might be somebody, I oh, would like, I'll go along for the ride. Other times it may, they may not be necessarily, you know, entirely are interested in all of the stuff you're doing. So any tricks yes. in, in that conversation? My, <laughs> I married a unicorn because he is very great with following me in all of my weird crevices of, he, he, he one of the things he mentioned was during the time that I lost my job and was burnt out and everything was really bad is he made a comment to me a few months later. He goes, I know that it was really bad because you weren't getting obsessed about anything. Like I find topics that I get obsessed about. And then I go get like 20 books from the library and I'm reading about it all the time. And I'm listening to podcasts and doing all this stuff. And I'm telling him about all the stuff I'm learning. He's like, you didn't do any of that for like months. And he's like, that's when I knew something was really bad. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Um, but for him, I mean, he's at least a really great listener. I don't know that he subscribes to everything that I come up with or talk about. Um, He's more than willing to listen to it and just let me do my thing. Uh, I know like other family members don't always get on the bandwagon of some of the stuff. And so with that, it's kind of, you can't control other people's actions. You can only control your own. So it's more about living this lifestyle. So come up with the values. If your partner wants to be a part of this and you guys want to sit down and come up with the values together and figure out ways to find balance between both your lives. I think that's great. If that's not something your partner is up for right now, then just start with you. Start figuring out how you can be better in yourself and what's going to make the most sense for you to be healthy and to get away from the burnout and to live a more enjoyable life. And I would assume that most likely as your partner watches these changes happening in your life and they're seeing you become more joyful and more relaxed at home and are opening up to new possibilities that they'll be like, what's going on? Like what, what changed, what happened? Like, how do I get a part of this? And they'll, they'll want to be more involved with that as well. So if you don't have a partner that's really interested in doing all this work right away, I'd say, start with yourself, start doing it solo and just let it blossom. And I'm sure that they'll want to come along for the ride later along. Yeah. I was just going to say that they're probably going to want to be on it uh, regardless, right? Lead by example. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I love that. Um, well, for all the time we have today, I'd love for listeners um, to learn how they can connect with you. Yeah. So I, um, one of the ways I set boundaries recently was I got off of all of social media. So I'm no longer on social media, but I do, um, I have a great newsletter that I send out weekly that if they want to sign up for that, I also, 
Um, I respond to every email. So if you reply to any of those emails, you're replying directly to me. And I love hearing from people. Um, and so that would be a great way is just to hop onto my website at thekatielee.com and you can sign up for my newsletter there. Awesome. Yes, we're we're happy to include that in our show notes. And I think we're also in our green room before the recording. We talked about um, possibly you sharing um, a work-life balance guide for our listeners. So be sure you do subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, if I'm if I'm understanding the steps correctly, subscribe to the newsletter um, so that you could receive the work-life balance guide from Katie. Yes, that, that is also there. Forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am interested in it. Uh, I'm interested in that. So subscriber number one. Ka-ching! <laughs> yes, I yes, love it. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for your time. Any last minute thought before we close? You know, I think, um, I think the biggest piece of advice I can give is when we slow down and just take a few minutes to tune in and feel what's going on in our bodies, feel what's going on in our minds, that's when we can really start making decisions of where we need to go next. So, you know, when you're tuning in, you can say, oh my God, I really just need a break. I need five minutes to go take a walk, do some deep breathing, just step away from my computer. And that will then bring you back more clear and ready to work so that you're more productive while you're in your work hours. And then you're more fun to be around when you're back in your off work hours. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you. Hey, Money Boss, thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone. Uh, So don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, And of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.